This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You know, anyone can climb a mountain, but only those with grit, determination and bravery will reach the top and be able to appreciate the view from the summit. Yes, there were stumbles and falls along the way, but it's a response to those falls which define your character. After Mansfield's one-all draw with Newport last night, I'm proud to say that David Flickcross men are mountain climbers once more. Tonight, for the second time this week, myself and Nathan chew the fat over the Mansfield Town roller coaster as a vastly improved display sets up an all-to-play-for second leg at the Wonkall Stadium on Sunday. But, as always, life following the stakes comes with its controversies. Should Mansfield have been playing against 10 men? Was the referee right to award Newport a late spot kick? And is Gordon Banks' save no longer the best save ever made? Step forward, Conrad Logan. It's difficult. We, we don't want to be shouting and swearing at refs, but we were like, you've, you've cost us on two, two big decisions because it's not a penalty either. And Conrad doesn't deserve that because the, the way he played, the save he made for us when we needed him in the first half, and... And in the second half, when he's gone out, he's got two hands on the ball, basically, from, from, from what I could see. Um, all their players knew, knew it wasn't. Um, but it is what it is, it's a good result. I'm not too sure I'm going to blame the referee. I think the association, the 60 referees, elite referees who aren't working tonight, it's the only game in the country. And we ended up with the referee we got tonight. Now, the game's too big, the occasion's too big to put a referee on who's not high level, who doesn't cope with it, and uh, he's not been able to. The sending off is as blatant as I've seen. It's an absolute nailed-on sending off. We'll reflect on all of that and much more, so come and have your say on your team. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. We come down here and the fight, the battle, the energy that the lads displayed, the, the commitment to each other, the desire was there for everyone to see and that's a group of lads that was on the floor on Saturday it's been a difficult job to lift them and raise them but they deserve the credit you know they've got themselves off the floor to put one hell of a performance in tonight As much 
should David Flitcroft say is that credit should go to the players for Thursday night's turnaround. You have to give him some credit as well as he picked the players up off the floor, as he said, and got them regalvanised, ready for a playoff semi-final fight. And what a fight it was. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield Matters. I'm Craig Priest, alongside me, Nathan Edge, once again, to chew the fat over last night's action less than 24 hours after the full-time whistle as we preview Sunday's massive game at the One Course Stadium. Well, let's start with this statement. We were sitting here on Tuesday, and I don't think either of us expected that performance from Mansfield, did we? No, I mean, we were both very honest and open with, uh, with our thoughts and feelings on, uh, on Tuesday, obviously prior to the, the match on, uh, on Thursday night. And, um, you know, we both thought that we were expecting a defeat, and we were probably expecting the same Mansfield time turn up that had done the three previous games, you know, the Oldham, Stevenage and, and MK Dons game, and... Uh, we did keep saying that we hope we're proven wrong and uh, you know, thank God we were because they came out fighting, they came out battling and uh, they, they had a bit more composure when, when attacking as well, well and defending so we got the, exactly the response that we, we really, really hoped for. Before we look in more depth at the Newport game last night, less than 24 hours after that uh, <laughs> full-time whistle, let's just get a little bit of venting out in the air. How frustrating is it that Mansfield Town couldn't produce that performance <laughs> against MK Dons, against Stevenage, against Oldham? <laughs> because if they had, the simple fact is we wouldn't be sitting here now. The, the need for this wouldn't be there, would it? It would have been nice, wouldn't it? Like just just one of I say just one of those games to put in that same performance, um, then who knows where would where we would have been. But nothing you can do about those games now. All we can do is first of all make sure we did the job last night, which we we did. We did a good job. Uh, but now it's on to Sunday to make sure we we do the job again and and a little bit better and hopefully get a bit of a rub of the green. We haven't had that for a while as well. I feel like we've surely do it. So, um, you know, we can only deal with what we've got at the moment and uh, well, let's, let's get through this next, next game. And you never know, if we, go on to, uh, if we do go on to, to win the playoffs, then you can probably say that's better than automatics in some way, can't you? Because you've had a few extra games, a trip to Wembley, jobs are good in. But we've got a lot of work to do before that. Yeah, we certainly do have a lot to work to do before that. And David Flickcroft had a lot to, of work to do in the build-up to the game. And the, the biggest one was the changes and having to make those decisions. He made three changes in the end. Gethin Jones, uh, of course, one of them. Ben Turner, another. And Danny Rose, the third and final one. But the biggest uh, surprise, I guess, of all was Mal Benning being dropped to the bench. Was that a surprise for you when you saw the, the, the team news come through? Massively. I mean, I can't, I can't remember last time Mal was dropped for a game. I think you'd be you have to go back. Certainly not under Flickcroft's regime, unless it was a check or trade. Yeah, game. And whether, unless they were, he's injured or, or suspended, he's normally one of the first teams or well, first name first names on the team sheet. So that definitely did come as a surprise. Uh, and I mean, we knew there were going to be changes. That, that's for sure. There had to be changes. We, we we all said that. You know, ourselves and everybody in the comments. We knew something had to be had to be done. Uh, but we just didn't expect that one but credit where credit's due I mean it was a bold move but I, I think it worked you know we, we sat here and we said if we're going to get the best out of CJ and you know and what depends on whatever sort of formation we play he needs to be out on the wing on the left where he's most dangerous and well that's where he put him so and, and it worked because 
who popped up with a goal with CJ Hamilton. So um, you've got to give him credit. Certainly have. Keep your comments uh, coming in down below tonight if you're watching in the live feed. If you listen to the audio version of this, then where were you? Every week, come and join us. Come and get involved with the, with the comments. Hopefully, uh, we'll only have two more shows. Well, no, it'll be three more, won't it? Or two more? Two yeah. more. Two more. Yep. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It's, <laughs> do you know what? I've, uh, how I'm even sitting here awake at this point is unreal <laughs> because... Long journey to Newport, getting back at half past one, getting to sleep about half two, up again at six for work. I know some people started work at six who went last night as well. Credit to them who did it. And then, yeah, I think that two-hour nap that I had this afternoon wasn't quite long enough. Uh, get your comments in um, in the comments below. Simon's been in touch. Nice to uh, hear from you, Simon. I'm sure you... How are you managing to type with one baby under that arm and then one baby under the other one? Yeah, no, like nose. nose or something, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, it says, much improved performance. Logan was outstanding. Uh, Peter says, can you believe... Some fans still having a go at Logan it, it, I think every little thing like they, they try and be a little bit picky because there's some fans who are coming out in, in the discussion group saying oh it's his fault for conceding the penalty even though it wasn't a penalty because he came out for the ball he shouldn't have come out for the ball well, if he didn't yeah, he would have been a goal so exactly. it, it makes no sense I mean I try and stay away from social media straight away after a game especially if we've got oh, yeah. because it absolutely infuriates me, but I, I, I went on because I didn't, I didn't think that there'd be negative comments for that one. But both Logan and Flickcroft were, were getting a stick. I don't know what more they they, they could have done, especially Logan. Uh, he had probably the best game I've ever seen him have in a Mansfield Town shirt. Yeah, certainly did. It was probably one of his best performances, as you say, and I really felt for him because there was three key things there obviously there was the, the Banks-esque save which was absolutely phenomenal there was the save in, in the second half where he absolutely just threw his body and threw himself in, in the way of the ball and then obviously uh, the penalty save which he obviously did save and so unlucky on the rebounds if you look back at the, the replays and everything there was a, a slip as he tried to get up and, re- and recover you have to feel for him don't you in, uh, in, in that respect in that respect yeah well, I mean I, I think we're going to hear his interview in a bit but uh, ben, ben Turner said you know Conrad absolutely deserved his clean sheet and obviously he didn't get it but he if it was any performance that was deserving of a clean sheet that, that was it because uh, the, 30, the saves he pulled off and, and the performance he put in was nothing short of, of as the, this guy commentator said it was world class you know we, we saw the Conrad Logan that we know he can be the, 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 the fantastic shot stopper and um, it's not just it's not just that game, you know. I, I I feel that he's been probably man of the match for four consecutive games for us now, and, and that sounds strange. We're coming off of three defeats, but there's been key moments in games where he's he's kept us in it, and um, and it's the same again uh, last night. You know, those saves it could have been a very different story. It certainly could have been. At least we know one thing that if it does go to penalties and that guy takes one. We've saved it. It's fine. It's all good because there's no rebound. No to shoot that. that one. Yeah. Love it. No rebounds to shoot. That. I wish there was. I wish there. Uh, I wish there wasn't in in games. I wish. The, I know they were talking about changing the rulings a, a while ago. I wish that had sort of come in because we would be. We'd well, be it's it's uh, weird, isn't it? Because if, if it hits a post, the the shooting player can't put it in the net. But if it, if the keeper saves it, he can. Like, where's what's the difference really? So it's it's a very strange ruling, but. It would have been nice if uh, if that was a rule and the, the, the shooting player penalty taker couldn't knock the ball in the net. But I, I really don't want to think about penalty <laughs> shoots. That I, think, I don't think my I don't think the stress 
could be could be I don't think the stress could take it I don't think it could take the stress it'd be horrendous I mean we thought um, we thought the stress was bad at MK Dons but to go through a penalty shootout I think that'd probably just top that off as well so um, but then if, if, you, if you win it then it doesn't feel anywhere near as bad does it but still doesn't. I don't think the heart can take it no definitely not fingers crossed we don't need to uh, to go through that so on Sunday and we get it done in the 90 minutes of course tickets uh, are on sale if you're riding around Mansfield and watching this on your phone and you're driving that's naughty uh, but if you're listening to it and you're riding around Mansfield and you're near the One Call Stadium then it's currently 6.46 so you've got for, uh, 14 minutes to get yourself <laughs> well a ticket I know, do you know what I'm impressed at that having had a little sleep I'm impressed at that, that match I mean it's nothing to do with the sleep I'm impressed regardless well, I know me too uh, get yourself a ticket and of course you can uh, get yourself a ticket tomorrow once the club shop and uh, the ticket office is open and you can buy one online it's vitally important that you get yourself to the one call stadium on Sunday to, uh, to back the boys because They've done their bit now. They've put things to bed. They've put that the the poor performances in the last three games prior to Thursday to bed, and they've put together a performance which is uh, one to be proud of, really, on reflection, isn't it? Yeah, and I'd, as you mentioned earlier, a lot of credit has to go to uh, to Philip Croft and, and Futch and the rest of the sort of staff behind behind the scenes because it would have been a hell of a job to to pick those players up after um, after Saturday. You know, I, it was one thing that I was dreading going into the playoffs, the fact that we, you know, we're that team that's dropped out of third place on the last day of the season. And then you look at the uh, the reverse and you, you think Newport are the ones that have gone into the playoffs on the last day of the season. So, you know, jumping from 10th to, to 7th. So, you know which team's going to be more confident and more buoyant and things like that. And it wasn't going to be us. So, we had to do everything we could to make sure we was in the right mindset for the game. And, uh you know, in, in from Thursday's Thursday night's display, we we obviously made sure that we had the the right mindset because we certainly came out all guns blazing. And um, you know, for the first twenty minutes, we we had the the start that we just we needed. We absolutely needed that. Keep your comments uh, coming in tonight in the live feed. Do feel free to get involved and have your say on your team. We've got the phone here so I can have a little look and a little rummage through your comments uh, and everything. Daz has been in touch and says that best we started a game for months. Referee had a shocker. We should have been playing 10 men. Logan Turner and Turner were outstanding. Very confident of finishing the job on Sunday. Uh, and Damien says Logan had an awesome game and he was not at fault for the penalty. He clearly got the ball and the player rolled over him. Let's have a look at those referee decisions before we hear from David Flickcroft and his opinions uh, on the referee three key decisions um, for me the first one in the very first minute the yellow card which should have been a red <laughs> I mean I'm surprised we've last all this time in the podcast to, to get to the referee because that for me is probably the number one talking point because uh, the, the effect it had on the game was unbelievable but yeah the first minute um, how is that not a red card I mean I've not found anybody yet to say that the yellow card was the right decision even Danny Cowley of all people agreed that it was a red card so that's saying something isn't it but I mean Walker was absolutely through it wasn't like <coughs> he wasn't under control of the ball because he was and um, so, so it was certainly denying it a goal scoring opportunity and, and nowhere in the rules does it say does it specify a certain uh, you know a time scale it, it doesn't matter what point it comes in the game whether it's first minute or 90th minute that's a red card but the referee absolutely bottled it absolutely and if you look back on the replays I had a little look this, this morning and I was trying to think of reasons why the referee wouldn't give a straight red 
Was he too far away from play? Possibly. Did he think there was a covering defender? From one angle, it looks like there is. But then from the angle where we were sat, which is directly in line with it, um, he was clearly the last defender and, and should have gone. Was it the fact it was the opening minute or so of the game? Did he think a yellow card was justified to, to stamp his authority on the game? But like you say, whether it's the first second or the last second of the game, it is still in play. And the rules do not alter depending on what time the game is. And for me, it's potentially cost us victory there because if that player then pops up on Sunday and scores the winner for Newport we're going to be absolutely furious. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it was what was even more ludicrous about it is that he, you know, he consulted his linesman. So between the two of them, they still didn't get the decision right. And I don't know how, like, like I said, it was so blatantly obvious. How can they get that decision wrong? So regardless of whether, you know, what, what, how, the fact that O'Brien can obviously affect the game on Sunday, but Thursday night's game could have been also a different kettle of fish and, uh, you know, we you, you don't know. We don't know how the game would have panned out if the red card was was given. Sometimes it, it can work against you. We're playing against ten men, especially when we're playing a counter attacking game like we were. But end of the day, it doesn't make a difference. There still should have been a red card, and who knows? Like I said, we could have been coming out with a victory in the end, which is what we deserved. It was certainly a, a, a huge talking point. However, the linesman did redeem himself in the second half when he put that flag up for, <laughs> uh, for offside. Right decision, though. By the way, the uh, the replays have since shown because I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if there were a few Newport fans on social media going, "Oh, we, we had a perfectly good goal chalked off." Yeah, pass of football, isn't it? I mean, Newport fans. I know even when we when we, when we played them in the league, especially at their ground, they. Uh, I remember them uh, appealing for everything, every, every single thing, a handball for every, even when it touches a player's toenail. That um, they reckon every player dies. I mean, I, I, they, they appeal for everything, which all right generates an, a sort of a, an hostile atmosphere uh, for, for them. But they need to also get a grip at sometimes because uh, it's it's a bit, uh, you know, bias really, isn't it? You got to sort of look at it and like like I said, the only people that I've said about that red card that. It wasn't a red card, it was Newport fans, which is uh, incredible, really. Absolutely. Well, let's get the thoughts of Stag's boss, David Flickcroft, who, at the full-time whistle, was happy enough on reflection of his squad's performance, but certainly vented his anger towards the man in the middle. Listen, this is a difficult place to come. The supporters make it that way. They have done all season. They are passionate about football down here at Newport and they get back, get behind the team with every single action they do. And uh, you've got to withstand that pressure that they build. You've got to withstand balls coming in the box. You've got to stop balls coming in the box. And, and we did it brilliantly tonight. You know, every single man, we set off at an electric pace and, uh, and really hurt them, especially down the left-hand side. And, and CJ's goal, for me, deserved to win a football match, a million percent. And, um, you know, and then we're on the wrong side of two decisions that are just wrong in every way they're just wrong and and I'm not too sure I'm going to blame the referee I think the association the 60 referees elite referees who aren't working tonight it's the only game in the country and we ended up with the referee we got tonight now the game's too big the occasion's too big to put a referee on who's not high level who doesn't cope with it and uh, he's not been able to the sending off is as blatant as I've seen it's an absolute nailed on sending off Tyler's got in front brilliant movement and um, he's pulled him down dragged him down it's not going through to the keeper and um and he's got to make a decision early in the game, but it's the right decision. Make the right decision. He's not done. I've seen the penalty save, and uh, Logie's come out, 
he's made the save, he's hit his hand, the momentum's, the dens a clash, but he's actually made the save ball to hand. Two big decisions that he's, that he's got wrong, and uh, it's a travesty because, you know, we're professionals, players are professionals, you prep up for these games, you work really hard for these games. Our fans have travelled a long way for this game. I believe we've been let down. You've got to, got to wait half an hour, do you know what I mean? So I'll go in in half an hour. Uh, might might be a bit calmer then, but straight straight under your nose. You just want the best officials possible to, to referee this game. We're not asking a lot. You know, there's going to be good referees probably on VAR on Saturday. They could have refereed this game. It's a massive game. Not too sure how much they've respected the League 2 playoff. Um, we've been positioned on a Thursday, which gives a chance for the association, the referees association, to give you a, one hell of a good referee. And um, we should have had one down here today, a million percent. And probably there's probably 60 to 70 higher-ranking referees in this country that have not worked here tonight. Stags boss David Flickcroft there reflecting on uh, the referee's performance as the Stags drew 1-1 with Newport County last night in the uh, first leg of the playoff semi-final against Newport. Interesting comments from, from him there, Nath. I think it be very interesting to see what mood and demeanour he was in if he did eventually go in and speak with the referee after the uh, allotted uh, half an hour's uh, cooling-off period. Uh, but another interesting comment that he made in there was more to do with the respect which um, the EFL and the FA and everything have shown towards the Skybet League 2 playoffs. Do you think he's right? Do you think they perhaps did show it a little bit of uh, disrespect by putting a, a just a generic League 1, League 2 referee in rather than a higher ranking, especially considering there were few other games, if any? Yeah, I mean, and especially when so much lies on these games, you know, I think uh, what Thursday night sort of proved, and it was probably... Probably more importantly, like the fact that it was on live TV, so a lot of audience could see it. But they 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 saw for themselves what sort of officiating we have to put with week in week out. Now, um, you could say any league matches, everything contributes towards the end of the season, and we've had so many decisions against us so far. Which, if they were right, if you look at Oldham for example, we we could have already been up by now. So it's, you have this problem for the whole season, but then when it comes to the to the playoffs, when there's no other games on a you know during this time, like Thursday night, there was not one other game in England as as, as uh, Flickcroft mentioned there. Why could they just not? Why why? It doesn't make sense. Where's the logic? Why would they not send a, a more qualified ref to referee that game when it's live on Sky? So much at stake. It just makes no sense. It's beyond you know comprehension, really. It's another one of those things, isn't it? And I think the fear for me is we've gone in, we went into the game with sort of stuff hanging on our shoulders, poor performances, poor displays, things going against us, and I think that's weighed us down for a good four or five weeks in the build-up to, to this game. The fear for me is that that happens again on Sunday. I don't think it's the same refereeing team. I think it's another refereeing team, so that will that will change. I'm sure that that's a, a thing. But even so. Could Flickcross comments come back to uh, bite him? You know, this talk about goalkeepers' union, referees' union is, is is a thing as well, isn't it? So could that come back to bite him? I mean, I, I watched the um, the Newport manager after the game as well, and although somehow he also, he, he disagreed that it was a red card and things like that, which is uh, incredible, um, but he he did say the same thing about the fact that they should be um, you know higher levels of officiating on matches like this. So. Uh, in that sense, you know, he wasn't as angry as uh, as Dave was in his interview. But you know, 
I, I think the the opinion is the same across the board. So, um, you know, hopefully it shouldn't impact us on Sunday. And uh, let's hope there's no um, no scenarios where we could be discussing a referee decision. You know, as long as they if they can get their job right, then we've got to trust that. Mansfield Town will do their job right as well and we don't we don't have to sit here and talk about refereeing decisions we get to sit here and talk about going to Wembley it boils down to a quite simple fact let the game flow but make the decisions the right decisions and be brave and be have the confidence to make those key decisions no matter what minute because again if a tackle flies in the first minute and it's not given it does change the complexity of the game especially with uh, an all to play for fixture on uh, on Sunday and you look at the team that we're coming up against you know, they, they want to create a battle they're going to do the same they're going to do the same when they come to the one call stadium on Sunday they, they want it to be a tussle they, they want it to be scrappy because that's their style of play you know so um, and to be fair we, we did the same back to them the, the amount of crunching tackles in midfield from McDonald's and, and Bishop and, and, and especially the defence as well you know we didn't shy out of that which is absolutely what needed to happen so um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be any different on Sunday. So, like you said, yes, we need we we certainly need a strong ref, one that can can manage that. But you still got to you got to be brave enough to make the big decisions, especially early on, like that red card incident. Well, let's talk about let's move on and talk a little bit about the changes and uh, the way Mansfield lined up and start to look ahead a little bit to uh, that second leg on Sunday. David Flickcroft, as we mentioned earlier, made three changes. Uh, to the uh, starting line one of which was enforced with Matt Preston injured Ben Turner uh, came in and absolutely put in a solid display again he, he did at MK Dons when he came on uh, for Preston in that match and he did again like Sam Thursday and uh, I, that is absolutely what we need and in, as daft as it sounds I think if Preston even was uh, was fit even though he's been a part of probably you know the best league to defence this season I'd still be tempted to uh, to stick Turner in there and, and I like what he said in his interview about, about the fact that obviously he's, he's playing for promotion but he's also playing for a contract and you know that's a good thing you know for us because at the end of the day he wants to go out there and impress and he's on a great stage to do it because whether he wants contract here or whether he's thinking elsewhere end of the day the sky cameras are there you've got scouts there there's no other matches he's got his opportunity so He's going to want to put in a good performance for the team, so um, you know I'm I'm delighted for him. He's t- he's had his critics this season, probably a lot of it from myself as well, but he's uh, he's showing us why he's played at a higher level. Certainly is. Well, we're going to hear from him in just a second. Keep your comments uh, coming in tonight. Want to hear your comments on uh, Turner on the changes and uh, as Jay asked in the comments, do you think we'll stick with the same eleven? on Sunday let us know your thoughts on that and we'll give ours after we've heard from the man who was in contention for man of the match until Conrad Logan pulled off that Gordon Banks-esque save let's hear from Ben Turner they've got their goal from the from the penalty obviously we were, we were happy with where we were in the game uh, we wanted to take a lead back to our stadium I think we feel a bit hard done by we've not had many rubs of the green recently but um, tonight was a, a better performance definitely we deserve the win there's no two ways about it we, we got a good goal but then we should have had a we should have been playing 10 men, if I'm honest. We've looked back at it and it's just bizarre that it, it is what it is, but it's bizarre that the decision wasn't to send him off. It's, it's difficult. We, we don't want to be shouting and swearing at rest, but we were like, you've, you've cost us on two two big decisions because it's not a penalty either. And Conrad doesn't deserve that because the, the, the way he played, the save he made for us when we needed him in the first half and 
happened in the second half when he's gone out. He's got two hands on the ball, basically, from 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 what I could see. Um, all their players knew knew it wasn't. Um, but it is what it is. It's a good result when we go. We take it back to, to Mansfield. Well, we scored a good goal. Um, Tyler's cleaned through and the boys dragged him down. We'd, we'd be backing him to score there. And then Tyler in the second half has got clean through and it's just under his feet and he can't quite get the power in to score. Um, so there are our three big moments in the game. And I don't remember them having... Comrades made a great save in the first half, like you say, from a, from a set piece, which they were, that's what they were playing for. But other than that, they've not really they've not really sort of created those kind of chances against us today. So I do think we deserved it. I think personally I should have won a few more headers in the first half. Um, but you know, the, big Matt is he's, he's he's there to win headers, isn't he? So it's not you're not going to dominate for 90 minutes against everyone. It's about digging in and and um, getting it right in the big moments. And I thought as a back four and, and as I say, comrade, I think we did that. Back back five, sorry, back four. So used to saying it. <laughs> but um, and then the boys, you know, infield Macabish and. Uh, Miles scrapped really hard good tackles good headers second balls first and we had some quality moments um, I think we did pretty much everything everything right for an, an away first leg and we take something back to the uh, to Mansfield Safe defender Ben Turner there reflecting on last night's one all draw at Newport you can watch that in full and of course all the other reaction videos in full as well on mansfieldtown.net forward slash ifollow couple of things uh, in there Nafe. he made a bit of a tongue in cheek comment about saying back four and so used to saying it he is a defender who's predominantly played in a back four so actually to come in and play in a back three it does actually mean you have to change your style of play a little bit and he seemed to adapt to it uh, very well indeed and for me will be one of the first names on the team sheet come Sunday yeah, it's funny because that's probably one of the things as supporters that you you, you overlook or you don't think of at the time and you know when he, when he first came in you know, he was making his debut at, at, at Notts County obviously coming straight straight into a, a back three when you know he's, he's been playing back four and uh, you know yes they're, they're footballers and you, you, you think they should be able to adapt but at the end of the day players like like a lot of our players this season that we've had from the very beginning they've they've been working on that system since uh, since Portugal you know and and if you want it to be watertight like like we have been for a lot of the season then that's going to take a lot of work so asking him to come in and and slot straight in is always going to be a you know a difficult uh, difficult thing to do so um you know like I say now it looks like it's finally clicked um you know the last couple of games in particular where he's just been absolutely solid and uh, I say you've, you've got to give him credit and like, I agree I think um you know re- regardless of uh, Mike Preston's injury I think he, he would deservedly should, should be starting on Sunday anyway well let's look at potential lineups and situations for Sunday as uh, Jay asked in the comments earlier do you think we'll stick with the same starting 11 on Sunday do you think we will and would you stick with the same starting 11 on Sunday because for me they're two different things with two different answers <clears throat> do I think we'll stick with it it's a tough one I'm going to say no I've just got this funny feeling he might revert back to what we have been doing so he might put Benning back in on the left and stick CJ further up there would I do that I mean well would I stick with the first uh, the, the, the same 11 I would because I just think when you look at the style of play that we, you know, the team we're going up against in in, uh, in Newport we probably are still going to get into a battle with them as, and, and still probably going to have to go for a bit more of the long ball so for me I think Danny Rose needs to start on Saturday regardless I think he just 
is, is he probably didn't have his best game as in when the ball was at his feet you know in sometimes uh, key moments where he could have um, done the killer pass and put Tyler in it didn't come off for him he just he, he got it wrong a couple of times but what I did notice is that Tyler had a lot better game to, to what he has done in the last few games and I think that's because of the fact that Rose was there Rose was battling for those headers winning them challenging them um, the difference with Rose being there and CJ is the fact that Rose is harder to defend again when you're playing balls like that sometimes defenders can sort of forget about CJ because they know he's not going to really win the header it's not as much of a challenge whereas it's a different kind of fish with Rosie so because of that they're taking less attention to they're paying less attention to, to Walker which then frees him up and that's why Walker had for me a lot more uh, enjoyment on, on Thursday night to what he has in the last few games so for me I'd have Rosie starting on Saturday again Absolutely I don't think there's much more that I can add to that I think you've said pretty much everything I'll talk you through mine and my reasons I think mine might be slightly different uh, to yours uh, if you've got an opinion let us know in the comments would you stick with the same uh, 11 on Sunday would you make changes Damien says they should make a couple of changes let us know who and where but first let's hear from Stags boss David Flickcroft on why he did make a couple of changes, including a first start in what seems like forever for Danny Rose, back at the place where he suffered a pretty horrendous injury and uh, saw a big knock in confidence. Let's hear from the Stags boss. Danny's been sort of itching, he's ready. This is a difficult place for him to come, as, as we know, um, with what happened to him last time out here. So we spoke about it, Danny felt comfy doing it. There's been times when Danny's not been comfy with aerial balls, but his aerial uh, performance in the first half was was brilliant and and he's over that now you know watching him tonight he's over that uh, over that worry that he had you know and he's been he's been smashed from pillar to post tonight and uh, and accepted it and got on with it you know so uh, Danny and Ty formed a good partnership up there um it was important that we got CJ down that left-hand side with his pace uh, direct down that side. We knew there was space down that side and, and CJ exploited it brilliantly for staff. Uh, we tried to get Mel's on the ball, sliding him, and, um, and, it, and it worked really well. And, um, and I brought Getham back in, you know, and, um, and, and Getham put a real good performance in. So, listen, the lads to a man, they've defended the box, they've defended absolutely everything. Logs has actually saved the penalty, but it's quite difficult, you know, when the taker has a shot and then follows the rebound, he's got the momentum, he's always going to have the momentum, you know, on the, on the, on the, one, on the rebound from Logs' save. So, you know, it, it's a bit of a cruel night, but one that we, we just get ourselves ready. You know, I've said to the players, it doesn't matter how long we spend down in Newport, we get the right food on, get the right hydration, uh, whatever that needs, uh, getting the stretching, getting the recovery work, and then uh, prepare for, for one hell of a game on uh, on Sunday. You know, we've wanted to come and win this game. You know, there's big talk in Newport's camp, you know, going maybe one, two, two goals ahead down here and, and trying to get in front in the tie. Uh, but we come down here and, and, and the fight, the battle, the energy that the lads displayed, the, the commitment to each other, the desire was there for everyone to see and that's a group of lads that was on the floor on Saturday um, it's been a difficult job um, to lift them and raise them but they deserve the credit you know they've got themselves off the floor to put one hell of a performance in tonight Stags boss David Flickcroft reflecting on why he made you can tell it's live and that reflecting on why he made those changes ahead of Newport we were talking about what changes uh, you'd make for Sunday or you would potentially make uh, for Sunday Nathan you said that you'd stick with Danny Rose I'm inclined to agree 95% but the only niggling thing for me I think he had an absolutely phenomenal game and as Flickcroft said 
got over that mental thing and that mental hurdle was a huge thing something we'll be talking about a lot more in coming weeks stay tuned for that um, the only thing for me is the fitness issue because it's locked at one all it's half time in the tie if it's level again after 90 minutes on Sunday it's extra time and penalties um, if needed is he going to be able to last the distance all the way through? And to be fair, that doesn't just go for Danny Rose. That goes for every single one of those players. It's a trek to Newport. Um, they would have travelled back today, maybe done a little bit of light recovery. They'll train uh, tomorrow. That's one training session ahead of the game. I know it's relatively similar for, uh, for Newport as well. But it's going to be about who's got the legs to last. And I think we've said it on numerous podcasts over the last four or five weeks that... Um, the legs issue and the fitness issue has perhaps been a bit of a stumbling block in those last sort of 10 minutes of games when we're chasing and trying to get things back on track yeah and I, but I mean this is easier said than done but I think this is why it's probably important that we just go out there have a quick start and try and get the job done in normal time you know, it's yeah. kind of, I know, you know obviously that's what, any, that's, what, that's what we want to do and that's what Newport want to do but the reason why I'd start with Danny Rose I think we've got a better chance of winning the game so starting with that, hopefully we can do what we need to do, no dodgy referee decisions, and we can get the job done, uh, and then we don't have to worry about um, you know extra time. But you know I do accept that yeah that 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 could potentially be an issue. So I think either way, whatever um, you know Dave decides to go with, as long as we are going to see Danny Rose feature, which I think we will, even if it's from the bench, then you know I, I still think he's going to play a big part in this game due simply down to the fact who we're playing um, I mean I hope it doesn't go to extra time because he, you know, we took Rosie off on, on, on Thursday night was it around the 60 minute mark something yeah. like that so uh, and to me I was, th- I was just thinking that must have been a, a um, you know a fitness thing because yeah I would have kept him on the pitch for the whole 90 minutes simply because of the defensive work that we're going to have to do because we all know it like you always say he's probably one of our best defenders because the fact that he can win everything in the air which is why you know, I was a little bit disappointed to see him go, but like you said, it was it must have been a, a fitness thing. So we're going to have the same thing on Sunday, and you've got other players who you can tell, you know, Bishop, yeah, you know, the granddad in the squad. You can tell he's a bit leggy now, and um, you know, coming towards the end of the season. So we need another massive performance from him. Uh, you know, you've got a few players that have, you know, McDonald, for example, who's not long back from injury, so he's still. I don't know if he's still fully fit, you know, to to go through extra time in such a big game. So, for me, we just got to get the job done in ninety minutes. So I I I really do hope we don't have to go through extra time and penalties. It's very coy from Flickcroft when you reflect on on the game in terms of substitutions because Rose for ben, Benning for Rose was the only substitution which he made. Whereas Newport, I believe, made all three trying to stay in the tie and stay in the game. And with that in mind, it means he's he's given players like Tomlinson and Eurotis Carnes who to be fair if that was a league game you you might have wanted to see come on to, to, to get three points if that's what we were playing for because it was one of those games which was calling for him but the fact that they've been rested and given that time to just watch and have a look how Newport play and how they can feature might actually be the ace of pass leave on Sunday. Yeah well this is why um, I mean we spoke about the team that we pick and we spoke about the forwards but I think if we are going to see any changes it might be midfield um, you know we, we often say if you look at Maka for example I mean he had a great game on, on, on Thursday he was you know, absolutely 
he's like Jamie Maguire isn't he battling yeah. and, and putting in the tackles and he was certainly doing that Thursday but I, I've always felt that he's he's one of those players that you need away from home but not necessarily when you're playing at the one court stadium so you know are, will we see a change on uh, on Sunday do you think Mack will go off and maybe Tomlinson will come in or will um, you know Otis Carnell feature it you know, who I, I don't know. Maybe that's what Flick cross forward thinking is thinking. I want these players fresh because I've got you know, like you say, the ace up the sleeve to, to change it in that aspect. So um, I guess only time will tell. I, I, I don't know what team I go with. To be honest, I'm sort of um, apart from starting Danny Rose and sticking with the same defence. I don't know what I do with the midfield. It's a tough one to call. I think that's going to be the key decision, is it? Because there's the worry that perhaps. Uh, Will Tomlinson didn't have the greatest of games against MK and then was was subbed off earlier. Is he going to be up for the occasion? Was it just a one-off or, mm. or whatever? Who do you bring in there? Because if you look at the way we played, the counter-attacking style which we played, look the first the, the goal was a prime example. McDonald winning the ball, driving to the halfway line, pinging uh, Mellis into play, and then Mellis spreading it wide for CJ. That's effective and will be even more effective on our home turf yeah. and if you break that up and maybe drop Mellis a little bit deeper and put I don't know a Grant or a Khan in, in that attacking role does that alter Mansfield's style of play and will that be detrimental to, to what we want to do because at the end of the day it's not like we can't be looking at this now and saying well we need to rest legs for the next the next game or this or that because it is literally all or nothing yeah and that, that I wouldn't change it in that aspect I wouldn't be putting two attacking minded players in there I'd, I'd stick with what we've got as in what we did on Sunday with the two sort of defensive minded players with Bish and Mac but what what I'm what I'm saying is whether Mac, McDonald would be swapped for you know Tomlinson who who does the same sort of role that's I, I you know I'd be very surprised if we was to to change it and say put Grant in with Mellis because I just don't think I don't think that's that that works I don't think it's worked over the season correct so for me it's got to be sort of one or the other for me even even Otis Khan in that you know into that mix as well I still think it's sort of one of the three to play at a time unless we're chasing the game towards the end that, that's the only time I'd probably stick you know throw another one on there I don't, just to keep that ballast right in the midfield 100% I don't particularly want to imagine a scenario where it does go to a penalty shootout but Conrad Logan's definitely saved one Newport scored the other four we need five players to step up and put the ball in the back of the net you're David Flickcroft you've got the pen who is <laughs> uh, who are you putting on your list well, if, uh, if Nicky Ajoli is on the pitch, because he obviously was back in the squad, I mean, if he's on the pitch at that time, he can be number 11. I'm putting Conrad further no, up. No, I'd just list. let, yeah, put Conrad further up. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, can get him on the list. We've only got 10 <laughs> reps, sorry. Yeah, he's off injured, sorry. I'm just uh, going and then go and kick him. I'll run and kick him. Yeah. <laughs> Might be our sponsor play, but I'll run and kick him. Yeah, I'll kick him and I'll kick his other leg. Um, <laughs> I mean, Tyler Walker would be number, well, as in number one. I don't know if you put a number one, actually, because you probably want him on more of a. I don't think Taxi would go two and three, wouldn't yeah, yeah. yeah I'd, absolutely. So, uh, for me, Walker being there, Bishop, um, <laughs> Sweeney, Pierce, and Conrad. That's 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 what, no, yeah, no. Are you I'm, going for Conrad in the five? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'd go. So, so Walker's a definite. Bishop for me is a definite. Uh, that experience, I think he'd, he'd hold his nerve. Yeah. Um, ah, see, t- 
CJ, I don't know. I, yeah, I'd probably go for it. Maybe Mainly because his run-up would be that quick. The Joe Day, the, goal, the Newport keeper, won't see him. Yeah, that's that's a thinking. But yeah, <laughs> logic, I like it. Yeah, uh, CJ, and then, um, I mean, <sighs> McDonald possibly, if he's still on the pitch. And then, I don't know, it depends on where the striker's on there. Kotis Khan's on. It's hard to say, isn't it? Because you don't know who's going to be, you know, ended up, I think if we're going to penalties, I think we're going to be, going to would have made three subs by that point. So I think yeah. we're going to need them. So 100%. It, it's unlikely Bishop might even be on at that point. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a tough one to, to say right now. I'm going, Doesn't I'm not thinking about the, the subs, I'm just going my preferred five would be Walker, naturally, Bish, Pierce, because I think he'd rip the back of the net out. <laughs> McDonald, and then I might be looking at Rose potentially. I think Rose is. I think Rose would step up to the plate and and do what we needed to do. No, I don't. I, I, I don't want. And Rose. if if, Atkin, <laughs> if if Atkinson's on the pitch, then let him have one because you know it just be, wouldn't it be great to see where Atkinson sends us to to Wembley and then it'd be a hero in everyone's eyes forever and nobody would be able to slag him off. It'd be great. Mm. I'm not so sure. It's Stag's fans, they probably will see that Stag's off, to be fair. Oh, but do you know what? We're, this is hypothetical, isn't it? Because we really want to avoid it going past 90 minutes. Yeah. What do Mansfield Town need to do on Sunday to get themselves a place at Wembley Stadium to take on either uh, Tranmere or Forest Green, who, will, of course, go head-to-head tonight in the first semi-final, the other semi-final? We need to do what we the opposite to what we have done for the last few months as in I've just got this this, this thing in my head where we've, we've come out like so Colchester for example in the next three or so games we've not done very good Exeter we've put in a great performance the next three games not done so well we've put in a good performance Thursday now what we need to do is follow it up with another good performance we can't do what we have done and just sort of let it go to waste now especially at this time of the season so um, we need to go out there do the same that we did at uh, at Newport and I, I think I'm going to touch wood cross my fingers and I think that that is going to be enough uh, to, to see us through and that's not no no disrespect to, to Newport I just think that's the Mansfield town that we've seen uh, you know that we've we've only seen glimpses of since Christmas but if we can turn it on at home and do what we need to do get the fans behind them and I think we need a quick start to keep the fans behind them from the very beginning and um, and I, I, you know, I just hope that that'll be enough. And then, well, Wembley's in a different kettle of fish. But let's get there first. Yeah, let's not even talk about that before <laughs> we, we've even got there. I think the, the important thing for me is, like you say, pressing high and, and with that intent and that intensity which we started with uh, last night in Newport because that was a, a breath of fresh air. Because even when we were going into the game, we were talking about damage limitation and you know trying to still be in the tie after the first nine minutes. Well, we're more than in it. I think we're probably the pendulum swung back the other way at the minute but I don't want that to become arrogance I want that to become right well we've got rid of all the poor performances we've got rid of the darkness let's go and shine for a little bit let's go and you know play the way we can play but press high um, you know get up there early and, and, and really put pressure on, on Newport and as you say that early goal would be imperative to get the crowd behind us and make it harder and make it difficult for, for Newport they will have threats that long throw is a, is a real real asset and as daft as it sounds I want to avoid just 
long balls coming over the top and, and the directness that they play and just knocking out a play and, and giving them a, a chance of a, getting a long throw in from a close position get that ball as far forward as we can because keeping them out the distance is, is key yeah. because we saw and we're very fortunate uh, on uh, last night if you watch the, the footage back that long throw cut us open a couple of times. That long throw reaches touchline to halfway line. One pass opens the game up, and if we're not switched onto it, which in a big game like like that, it's bound to happen. We'll get punished for it. So we need to to neutralise that threat and, and and deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be getting the, uh, the 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 sponsors boards right right up against the, the touchline if it was up to me. If you can legally do that, yeah, uh, to, I would to stop that uh, to stop the run up for the long throw. To be honest, but. Um, I mean, we've seen in our in our previous years that you know with Exodus Gagan, for example, how you know much of a useful tool it could be, and and they used it. Well, I want to say they used it well on uh, on you know last night, but then actually we we scored from one. So uh, as if 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 we can utilise it, as in if we can defend it well and and keep that ball out of there, uh, and then I think we're going to see a similar situation where. Because their tactics is to pump the ball forward as as, as much Absolutely. as they can and get it get it into the box, which you know it's worked for them to get them where they are. But I think we're going to see the same situation where it's when we get it back we need to break quickly because that's when we're going to hurt them. So yeah, the, with the likes of CJ Maris and, and and Walker, um, you know, pulling the strings as they did for that first goal, that we need to see more of that. And I think if we can do that and keep them out, you know, and and battle with them. Which is well, the more I think about it now, I keep Macker in actually because I, I want. I think we're going to have to battle, um, and then hit them on the, hit them on with our pace that we've got. Absolutely, Jay says uh, we need to deal with the aerial threat, relax on the ball, and be aggressive, be brave, and keep the ball. We will beat them if we go CJ uh, up top. Like um, if we go CJ up top, uh, like at MK Dons, I don't fancy us uh, to get through. I think he's got to stay wide left, hasn't he? That was that left wing back position. He's got the pace to get back and defend, but also he had the space and the openness if we can get the ball to him early, which we will do on our own pitch. Yeah. Um, then that could be, touch wood, cross fingers, the effective threat of Mansfield. Yeah, well, that's, that's, it's worked, hasn't it? And we, we, It's worked early in the season. He's not been there for a, for a long time. Uh, he's gone back there for a game and it, and it you can clearly see it, it certainly worked. So why would you not do the same thing on, on Sunday? So I'd be very happy, you know, Again, no offence to Mal because he's not really done anything to deserve being you know kicked out of starting lineup. But at the end of the day, I think we just need CJ in his best position because we 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 can see, we saw last night what he can offer when he's comfortable in his position and, and he's doing his job that he knows he can do. So um, I, I agree with that. He needs to be out left. And like I say, this is, this is why I probably wouldn't change the team. And we also saw last night how effective Mansfield can be counter-attacking and solid defensively. Let's not forget Mansfield, one of the best defences in uh, League One and League Two as uh, in, the, in the regular season. Rocked a little bit with the absence of Matt Preston, but that's, uh, that's by the by. Ben Turner came in and did a great job. Let's not reflect on Sunday about past games because they are exactly that they are past let's not even look back in, uh, on Thursday anymore and, and reflect on poor refereeing decisions because now it is literally a one game shootout we've 
seen the hurt and the disappointment and the anger of when it doesn't go our way so let's channel that and let's use it to, to get ourselves to Wembley get yourself a ticket if you can get to the One Call Stadium and cheer the boys on let's hope uh, that the Stags can complete the job hand on heart can Mansfield do it? are we galvanised enough? yes we can if we turn up like we did last night I think I don't think I can disagree with that or add anything to that at all because it is all about being able to do that if we can perform if we can be the Mansfield Town who can be effective on a counter attack then something special could be around the corner thank you very much for joining us tonight in what is the second podcast uh, this week we're not usually together this often it's, it's very rare I know it's a bit scary as well it is a little bit scary I know we need to we need to stop and, and, and leave it out and of thank course we've got a break soon and of course no cam or Simon tonight obviously Simon juggling the, the babies at home and they've been watching and commenting along uh, tonight uh, no cam though what, what I mean he says he's at work yeah I'm not buying that you know Seems funny how we, uh, we we you know we drop out of automatic promotions and poof he's gone. Yeah, gone like the wind. So hopefully we'll see him next week as he jumps back on the bandwagon as Mansfield get towards Wembley. Only joking, of course. Any support is always welcome. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield always matters. Keep up to date throughout the week on mtfcmatters.co.uk and most importantly, get yourself to the One Course Stadium on Sunday for a Sunday second leg showdown. One team will progress to Wembley. Let's hope it's the Stags wearing amber and blue. They've done it before in a playoff semi-final second leg. Let's just hope it's a lot more simpler than that. I don't want another Super Colin Larkin moment. I want it done in 90 minutes. Fingers crossed, eh? Agreed. Fingers crossed. Join us next week. We'll let you know the dates uh, as we look back on the season on what will be an end-of-season review show, which will hopefully not be the end of the season. Does that make sense? No. I knew what I, knew what I meant. I knew what you meant. <laughs> But I'm basically saying it will be looking back on the season, but there'll still be a game to go. Yes. Fingers crossed. Touch wood and all that. <sighs> I don't know. Should we wrap this one up here? I think we should. <laughs> we're, we're, it's probably gone downhill, hasn't it? We, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, we, we probably should. Yeah. We probably should. Get yourself the one course stadium, support the boys, and hopefully we will have the happily ever after, which we all long and wish for. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you at some point next week. Come on, you stags. One last home game. Let's do this. Two big decisions that he's got wrong, and uh, it's a travesty because, you know, we're professionals. The players are professionals, you prep up for these games, you work really hard for these games. Our fans have travelled a long way for this game, I believe we've been let down. We come down here and the fight, the battle, the energy the lads displayed, the, the commitment to each other, the desire was there for everyone to see and that's a group of lads that was on the floor on Saturday. It's been a difficult job to lift them and raise them but they deserve the credit, you know, they've got themselves off the floor to put one hell of a performance in tonight. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. 
If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.